so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? We are doing our last ranking episode. We are going to finish off with an electrifying tight ends episode. So we're going to be bringing the top 15 to you. And by top 15, I mean, I'm going to go through the 11 through 15 to count as 15. And we're going to focus on 10 because you're not really drafting two tight ends unless it's a deeper league and I don't know, someone is questionable, Pitts, Kittle, Hawkinson, but I think they're all going to play. So we're mostly going to go over the top 10, but I will call it the top 15 because we have 15 for you. So to get it started off at 15, we have Zach Ertz at 14. No, that was a lie. At 15, we have Hunter Henry, actually. At 14, we have Dalton Schultz. At 13, we have Zach Ertz. 12 is Tyler Higby. And just out of the top 10 is Evan Ingram. So these are guys who are decent. And um, yeah, that's about it. So let's get into the top 10. That was fun. Cole Komet. Cole Komet comes in at number 10. He's on the Bears. Just signed a big extension. So... Yeah, most of these were were pretty close. I don't. I, we were talking before this, but there's not really huge discrepancies here. You know, you can't you can't put Mark Andrews out of the top five. You can't put Tyler Higby in the top. You know, there's just there's not a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, so no, and even the top five is pretty well defined. Um, yeah, yeah. For the for these bottom ones, like the tenth pick, um, honestly, at this point. I think you're at the level where you're maybe not expecting much and it could just be worth (laughs) just like popping off waivers, just like getting people that have good matchups. Right. Yeah. And these, so we have Cole Komet. Number nine is David Njoku. We have these guys right next to each other. I like the comparison because they're kind of like the last guy you can get sort of for a starting. I think Cole Komet, we've seen him go off. David Njoku go off. Um, I, I would say the the thing about these guys is they're a consistent, I would say, six to ten points, which I know sounds just awful, but for a tight end, you're drafting this late. The thing about both of them, though, is if Justin Fields levels up with his passing and if Deshaun Watson comes back to at least most of his form, these guys could be legit, and by legit, I mean probably top seven but still like you know that's where I think they carry value so I do think they're intriguing for that where the guys below we already know their situation but I think if you're betting on Fields or Deshaun Watson improving this season which I know Deshaun Watson will he was awful last year so he'll definitely improve how good will he be not sure yet Cole Komet how good will um, Justin Fields be so that's kind of where I'm at ranking them and I guess I'm a little more confident well actually i'm more confident in fields but my rankings don't say that but um yeah i i don't know that's i guess what i'm thinking here just the upside nine or ten you're looking for upside at that point you're not going to get a stud yeah for sure um and yeah kind of the same way i think fields is probably more likely to improve the passing game 
but at the same time, I think uh, Najoku is a better tight end. So it's kind of yes, for sure. Yeah, so it's tough to uh, I guess like pick one or the other. I guess if you're going off of quarterbacks, maybe take uh, Cole, and if you're looking at strictly tight end skill, I would take probably Najoku. Yeah, the nice part about these guys, how late you're getting them, if you want to do the QB stack with one, you know, you're not going to get Kelsey and Mahomes unless you draft Kelsey and then Mahomes. But, you know, you can get Deshaun Watson in the later rounds. You know, you can get him in probably round eight, round nine, and then grab Najoku in, I don't know, 11 or so. So these are guys, if you want the the extra points and you're betting on the quarterback, you know, you can go there. But there's nothing better than double points. I love double yeah. point touchdowns. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And especially this late too. You know, that's that's easy yeah. money. But you have to believe in them too. You know, if you don't believe in Deshaun Watson, probably should draft the Joku. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I I mean, what do you think is the like do you think do you think either of these guys could be top five? I could see a world where Cole Komet catches a ton of touchdowns. He had some big games. I like I just don't know if I can like he finished PRK eight which is actually really good. And he did have some big weeks. Like, you know, he did have 23 and 22 point weeks, I guess. But I don't know. I, no, Nuj- yeah, like you said, Najoku was better. Low. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's not even anything against them. I just think it's the guys ahead are better. Like, and I just don't see the guys ahead not, or I don't see the guys ahead scoring less points than two good tight well, ends, but still yeah. kind of scrubs. A lot of the guys we have ahead are also on like pretty high-powered offenses, so right. like it's tough as a tight end because tight ends get a lot of goal line looks because they're so big. Mm-hmm. It's tough if the team that you're on just isn't getting to the goal line. And the Browns, they didn't really get to the goal line at all once. Um, um oh god, dude, Watson. Yes, yeah, so once Watson uh, took over, and. The Bears, I mean, they got there, but they just ran the ball once they got into the red zone. They didn't really pass that much. So it's it's a tough combo for them. Yeah, because you're coming on a team with the Browns who have Nick Chubb and then with the uh, Bears who have Justin Fields. So it is. But I do think they're the first look on the pass in the red zone too. maybe Amari Cooper or maybe DJ Moore, but those are going to be more down the field guys. So, yeah, I think you have a good point. The um, if. They give it to Chubb the first two times, and he somehow doesn't get it in. I think Najoku is a good person to look yeah, at. Yeah, the, the second choice. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how often does Chubb mess those up? Yeah, if, if you give him two <laughs> chances, yeah, he's getting it in there. And um, So, yeah, these are these are guys where, like we said, you're not, like, thrilled to get them, but based on how you're At this point, yeah. I think if you're drafting a tight end, and at this point you've made the conscious decision that you're outside of the top five tight ends, and you just gave up on the position, right? And and so, you're probably going to stream someone. Yeah, but yeah, because there's really no fixing it. Once you get past six or seven, there's no fixing the tight end situation. It's, it's just going to suck the whole year. Yeah, so we'll talk about kind of the break, the break off here. I think I would. So number eight, the next one we have Pat Fry. Um, not, not nothing against him, but I would probably put him more towards Najoku and Komet as opposed to the guys we have up here. The thing with him is it's just the Steelers are not a super strong offense. He's been very good for his career, nothing against him, and he's very consistent. Um, He's had concussion issues. You know, that's definitely the worst part, but he's been good. You know, he started the season 12, 12, 6, 15, 3 before he got concussed, but then came back 15, almost 10 points, 9.7 before the bye. He's consistent. He's not going to get you 
the 22 point weeks like Komet, but he's also, you know, he, he didn't really have that many weeks where he was under six points. And ah, uh, this is just so depressing talking about like, ah, he scored six points. I'm happy. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like you said, it, it's where you're drafting them. You're not expecting 15 points a game. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of leagues too, they don't even have a tight end spot. They just have an extra flex um, for this reason. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely tough. But I think he, yeah. with Pat it's, Fry, he's, he's consistent. More like a, yeah, he's, he's not a he's not a touchdown guy. He's more like a um, like getting like a catch here and there throughout the game. They add up. Whereas like some of the tight ends, once you get past like um, eleven or twelve, your only hope for points is if they score a touchdown. Yeah, he only had two touchdowns, but sixty-three receptions for seven hundred thirty-two yards. Yeah. That's great. That is really good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It, it's just that he's, he's a, a go-to guy. Target. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can make the argument though. He's like he scored two touchdowns. He was the PRK seven. So I think you can definitely make the argument that, you know, he does better. But like I said too, like this isn't someone where he's a PRK seven. I guess you can't say he won't make the top five. It's just I think there's five guys better than him right now. But who knows? You know, we have pretty much two guys out of our uh or two of the top five that are extremely injury prone. So we'll Yeah, that is true. Too. Um, next we have Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard to me is almost like the, uh, better version of Pat Fratt. Like he's, he's not super, super huge. He's a consistent guy or uh, not like size, but like, not like super huge numbers. He's a consistent guy. Hertz knows he's safe. Um, Kyle Pitts. And, what? Yeah. That- they're on they're on a, he's on a good offense too. Um, he is on a good goals. offense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um obviously a lot of mouths to feed there, so it depends on how you want to look at it. Um but yeah, Kyle Pitts pretty much the opposite, not really a good offense. We don't know about his quarterback. Had a great rookie season and had <sighs> very very disappointing sophomore yes. year. So but if you if you I mean if you believe the hype, supposedly right. the Falcons are going to be like sick this year. Yeah, they are getting hyped a ton. I don't know what yeah. is that just Bijan? Like, is that where um, all the hype is? I'm not sure to be honest. I mean, it probably started with that, but I've been seeing things that not about him, just with the Falcons, just in general, kind of turning it around. This did year. they head so, to their defense? I mean, their defense is terrible. Yeah, I don't know to be honest. They could have been throwing too. It's always a possibility when <laughs> teams that bad. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's just kind of hard too because they drafted Pitts. They drafted Drake London. Drake London was the first wide receiver taken in that draft and they just didn't use them. But Mariota runs, he didn't pass a ton. So you're putting your, your hope in Desmond Ritter. And I don't know. I I think he can definitely be better than Mariota. But to me, I like both of these guys. I really want to hop back on the Pitts bandwagon, but I think Goddard is a lot safer. Yeah. We got burned on Pitts last year. Yeah. That one sucked. Oh, man. <laughs> I forget what I had him last year, but I think I had him a little bit lower than you. I think thankfully. three, three or four. Like three. Oh, yeah, that would have been bad. Oh, man. Hawkinson wasn't there. up there. No, for sure not. He was. I don't even know if he made top ten. Yeah. Oh, man. God, Kyle. We'll, we'll, and we'll have to check the tapes on that one. It's, sure it's, it's so hard not to go right back into it, too. Yeah, because like, in theory, he's, he, like, he should be one of the better tight ends. He had a thousand yards his rookie year. I think he only had two touchdowns, but he had a thousand yards. Yeah, well, I mean the two touchdowns isn't really his fault. It's not like right. the Falcons just weren't getting to the end zone. Yeah. 
So I don't know. He could be. I think he probably has the chance to be the biggest upset on the list. If the Falcons end up living up to like their hype, I think he could easily um, finish like top five. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is this is someone who I think could finish top three. It's just how it's yeah, sorry, top yeah top three. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, we have him um, at six. <laughs> I think yeah, he could no. be top six. <laughs> well, I mean, we have Kittle at five. Who there's always a decent shot that he just like misses half the games. Yep. So that I mean that not even like him playing poorly. Like he could get out get out of the top ten just because he just doesn't play. Yeah, Kittle at five, and then we have Waller at four someone who you know has had that injury history as well Kittle actually pretty good last season he only missed two games but this is a guy that will miss half the season and finish number eight number set like he's just he's that he's that dominant you don't know when it's going to come though I mean he started the season 6.8 4.4 7.7 after that 16.3 22 12.9 he ended with Week 15 and 16, 25 and 30 points. Very, very up and down. So it just kind of depends. You know, is this someone you want on your team? Do you have consistent guys draft Kittle? Do you have boomer bust guys draft Dallas Goddard? You know, that's kind of where I'm at on him, on uh, Kittle. Yeah, to be honest with tight end, I'm fine taking the risk because I don't really expect right. much out of them anyways. Yeah. Um, the problem with – I don't want to take like an injury risk because it's it's tough to carry uh, a second tight end on your roster while you're waiting for your – like like a guy like Kittle to get healthy. Yeah. And there will always be someone with like an empty roster spot um, that will take him off waivers. So you can't just leave him there and then pick him back up again when um, he comes back from injury. So it's tough. Yeah, and we actually have – we both have Waller over Kittle. So that's where he came yeah. at. You have Kittle – at five, you have Waller at three. I have Kittle at five and Waller at four. Wow, there's literally no difference there. But <laughs> no. obviously, Darren Waller is injured too, or you know, has had an injury history as well. We both have him higher though. He missed half the season last year and really didn't even you know play that well. He had about three good games and I guess four nine point eight. I guess that's not bad, but I guess similar. Similar size, similar skill, similar fantasy history. Why do you? Because I, to me, like I'm very firm on. Uh, so for me, Hawkinson, Darren Waller was very tough for me, but Darren Waller, George yeah. Kittle, I was very confident in Darren Waller above Kittle. What are your? I'll talk about my thoughts, but what are your thoughts on that? Like, why do you think coming from an injury history? Being an older guy, why are you much more confident in Waller than Kittle? Well, we got the uh, the insider info that uh, apparently uh, Daniel Jones is throwing him eight out of ten passes in practice. Okay, that's a start. That's a start. Yeah, I mean, it's in this. It's such a Daniel Jones thing to do, like to like get kind of panicked and just like hug yeah. it to the side. Throw to the largest guy on the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like looking around in a panic and just locks on to the biggest target that he sees. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that's kind of why I have him up there. Uh, I just think he's going to get a lot of volume. And I know, like when when Evan Engram was on the Giants, he didn't do very well, but he also dropped three quarters of the passes that were thrown. To right. Him. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. And he did have a good season with him. He had a really good rookie year, and I think everyone was chasing that. You know, drafting him top six. Draft. I remember actually. Now that we're on the subject, I drafted him over Darren Waller one year. That's how good he was his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Talk about Kyle Pitts. 
<laughs> that sucks. Yeah, and then he started dropping all of his passes. So realistically, if if Waller can just not drop passes, I think I'll think I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah, and and he's one of those guys. He like obviously tight ends are big dudes, but he's really big. Like he's and I I was gonna I was gonna give you this question too. Is he by the end of the year? Is he the Giants' top receiver? I think so. Yeah, I mean, who else do the Giants even have for wide receivers? I haven't like checked the depth chart recently, but I know it's not good. Wandale, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, so not fantastic. Yeah, I think he has a chance to be the the number one receiver. I think he's definitely the most talented. It's just you know you don't. There's not many teams besides uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs where the tight end is the uh, you know top targeted guy. But I I definitely I know it sounds dumb, but I I think it's very realistic. Yeah, I think it's either him or the defense. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. So you're you're in on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like him though. ESPN has him at four. We have um actually I guess the same at four, but yeah, I I don't know. I just I this is someone I would feel confident taking a shot on. We have uh just I think similar before you get into the elite status. Uh who is this at number three? Can you get this for me actually? Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. those days are over. We stopped right. recording in the mornings. I'm like yeah, yeah, attentive we'll and awake now. I'll get you at some point, though. We'll, yeah, do, we'll do a want, late at it, night one. We'll do midnight <laughs> records. <laughs> yeah, if you want those slip up, it's got to be either six in the morning or like right. one in the morning. I'll no just call you. Late. I'll just call you whenever I want and say we have to record right now. <laughs> it's waking up like three in the morning on a Tuesday yeah. <laughs> for the tight end episode. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Twenty minutes long. But uh, yeah, so so we have Hawkinson here. I think the the hype around him is, you know, who do you throw to after Justin Jefferson? And he's good. He finished the tight end too. He actually spent half the season on the Lions too, but he was great on on the Lions. Yeah, yeah. He he was. Uh, he had that forty point game. Pretty sure that was the best tight end game. Actually, what was Kelsey? So he's thirty nine point. Sure, Kelsey. I think Kelsey was averaging like nineteen. He must have had one that was more than that. Check. No, he didn't. Wow. Okay. Thirty-three. So yeah, Hawkinson had the best game of a tight end last year, which is crazy. It's probably so one 40... of the, games that the the Lions scored like eight touchdowns. Yeah. This was oh Seattle. I think that was a Monday Night Football game because it was one of those like stupid stats where it's like, oh, I'm up by thirty-seven and he has DJ Hawkinson, and then like the guy loses or something like that. Oh uh, like, yeah, like one of the yeah one of the memes in the morning. Yeah, so it was eight receptions on 179 yards for two touchdowns. He was averaging uh, 22.4 yards per catch. That's pretty good. And, and wait, what is this? In my, <laughs> this is only 11 points, but Miami, three receptions for 80 yards, averaging 26.7. So he wasn't putting up those numbers, but he did have a 36-point game against the Giants. So, you know, Kirk is a good quarterback. Yeah, he's not great, but. Neither is Daniel Jones. He's a good Dude, quarterback. I think I was looking at. I think like if you go for like yardage for quarterbacks, I think Kirk is projected like the either the fourth or the fifth most in the league. Yeah, and, it's like and I get two hundred. Yeah, and and I get that too. But you know, he doesn't have any rushing potential too. That so like true. you know, that, yeah. that's how he gets the yards. And there's uh, uh what's what's that young fellow on his team? Not too bad. Uh, uh Adam Thielen, <laughs> the young guy <laughs> fresh out yeah. of college. But uh, yeah, he gets you know obviously Jefferson is is kind of kind of cleaning up that not and you know nothing against Kirk, but I think 
I think Hawkinson, when we're talking about number one shot, obviously, he, you know, with Jefferson, he won't be. But I do think he has a real shot to be number two. I know Jordan Addison is getting a lot of hype. KJ Osborne is good. But I think, you know, this is a this is a guy who's proven to be a red zone threat. And Jefferson stretches the field. Um, they have Madison. So if Madison isn't all what they wanted, you know, if he's not a goal line guy, Hawkinson can, you know, really, really do well. And when you're drafting a guy who's a tight end, like you said, the risk versus reward, you're going to take risks for a tight end. This is a guy who had two games last year with two touchdowns. You know, that's what you want, the the guy that can explode. For sure. And I think his only struggle is going to be if teams can't figure out how to guard uh, Jefferson, then he's just not going to get the ball. Because, like, you can see when when Kirk snaps the ball, it's like uh, a Jefferson radar. Like, he just follows him the entire way. Just doesn't even look for other options. Just completely follows him until he sees that he's, like, blocked up, and then he'll look somewhere else. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the only thing, you know, the the next two guys will t- well, and Darren Waller included. I think Hawkinson is the only one who we know cannot be the number one. Like definitely won't be the number yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. And we have Mark Andrews at two. We have Travis Kelsey at one. Pretty easy there. Um, both agree on that. But yeah, to me, and I guess I guess I will, you know, flip it here too. Is there any shot someone on the Ravens or Travis Kelsey becomes the number one this year, do you think? I think Kelsey could for sure be the number one. No, no, I'm saying know. do you think oh, there's someone. any chance that someone someone not Kelsey or Andrews is the number one oh. on the team? So basically, do you think there's any chance that there's a wide receiver on this roster that will be more of a number one? Definitely not on the Chiefs. Um, let me check the Ravens updated depth chart, see what they have. I think the Chiefs is pretty much a lock that Kelsey's going to yep. get all of the red zone targets. I think when you look who the Ravens have at wide receiver, you'll have your answer pretty quick. I just wanted to see what, what you thought there. Yeah, no, for sure not. The only, I mean, the only one that has a chance is Odell. I mean, if he plays well, I, I suppose, but he's coming off of what was the injury? Was it uh, an MCL that he had in the Super Bowl? It was ACL in the Super Bowl, I think. ACL. ACL and MCL, maybe. Definitely yeah, I'm not good. sure. Yeah, I mean, he's already old, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Zay Flowers is supposed to be pretty good, but I don't think... Um... My only thing with him is if he's just like... Because he's he's a short, fast dude. If he's just the absolute, you know, slant guy and he's, like, racking up PPR points. To me, though, Kelsey is untouchable. I don't think there's any chance unless he obviously gets extremely injured. I don't think there's any chance that, so, you know, Sky Moore, Kadarius... I mean, I guess you could argue Kadarius Tony for the talent, but, like... No, no way. I don't, dude, I don't even think he's that talented. I think he's overrated. Yeah. He just can't stay healthy. I mean, Kelsey's just the go-to guy. For sure. I would say... Wide open too. I don't understand it. I, I finally gave up trying to understand it. I just drafted him in one of my leagues this year. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Might as well like, ride them. Wait, where'd you draft him? The Dynasty one? Yeah, I have him and Mahomes. Oh, Absolute so double gross. points. Yeah, he went kind of late, I think. Uh, I got him in the fourth, which was pretty surprising. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you're still getting probably two to three more years of dominance yeah so yeah i took mahomes in in the first and then kelsey in the fourth definitely took a big hit on the uh, wide receivers and running backs but i think it's worth it. yeah i mean you that's auto 40 points a week so yeah easy yeah and plus i figured like it's probably way easier to replace like wide receivers and running backs in a dynasty league than it is to replace a quarterback and right and so i just said we're just going with this yeah 
Yeah, that's that's a fair and you know, we know Mahomes will be good his whole career. So um but yeah, I, I think is I guess my other question too, just because we're running out of time because this is uh not much to talk about, but <laughs> um are you so so ESPN, I you know, obviously everyone uses different stuff. ESPN has him at number six. Would you take him at number six if he was there? What uh like Kelsey at six overall? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, last year he was averaging, I think if you counted him as a wide receiver, I think he was the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the benefit to that is you get to put him in a tight end spot. So right. you, you basically, at that point, you're getting an extra flex spot that nobody else has. It's a very good point. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of his value is, is just based on that alone, where like other people, aside from whoever has Mark Andrews, maybe. They're hoping for a maximum of like 12 points. With Kelsey, you're averaging 18. So it's right. just a huge advantage if you can make it up later in the draft. Yeah, they have uh, Kelsey project. So they have the week one projections. To be fair, he's playing Detroit. but like, <laughs> um, So he's projected 18.8. Mark Andrews is in second at 13.3. So that's, yeah, they that's have the number one and the number two guy, a five point difference. I mean, you go to running backs and then they have... Let me sort by projection. These are actually pretty low. Oh my, are you kidding me? Bijan is the top. All right, whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. Bijan is the top guy, 17.8. Tony Pollard is the next 17.5. Okay, fine. I, I get it. There's, those guys are going to finish one and two. That would there's be. more running backs. Let's go to quarterbacks. Mahomes, 23.9. Lamar, 21.9. Two point difference. The tight end is five point differential. And that's from Mahomes to. Ooh, Lamar against Houston. That's going to hurt. But um, yeah, five points is, and that's, that's just one to two. You know, if you want to go all the way down, you have the top five, Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller, Kittle. Wow. That's literally our rankings, but not much you can do. <laughs> 18.8 Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts, 10.1. So almost nine points of a difference. If you're getting the number six tight end, obviously it's a yeah. projection. But he's projected well, to double Kyle Pitts' points that week and probably on the season, maybe triple because we don't know where we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that surprising. I, but I I'm saying like, that that's that's the positional advantage you have. Oh, like, that's yeah, just sure. so wild. So, yeah, so you, you could get him that early and you'd be missing out. So who's going around him? Would it be like, um, I'm guessing like McCaffrey? Um, maybe yeah, Higgs. McCaffrey's a little um, – hold on. Let me get the. I know um, the top three are probably Jefferson, Chase, and Eckler. I don't know who would be four, though. I have. Sounds like you got something going on. I have. Um, okay. They move Cup down. Kelsey is at five. Are you saying Kelsey at five? You are missing uh, out on possibly McCaffrey. Probably not if he's still around. Cup, Bijan, Tyreek Hill, Saquon, Derek Henry, Devante. I think that's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. I'm maybe taking closer around seven just so you can get somebody else like coming back yeah. through the turn. So who, who do they have? So you said he's five or five, right? Yeah. So they have Jefferson, Eckler, Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Kelsey, Cup, Bijan, Tyreek, Saquon, Derrick Henry. Who's in like the 15 to 16 range? CD, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, AJ Brown, Diggs. So you could get like Kelsey and CD for your first two. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's tough. It's 
Because then if you like miss the running backs, then you're just so screwed. But I don't know. Because then you could still snag like Madison later if you believe in him. Yeah, Madison's pretty low, and so is uh, actually. I was gonna say Pollard's pretty low, but that was the dynasty league. I don't think he's gonna be that low in the. Uh, or like Camara, uh, and then just grind like for six an weeks shit running back for. <laughs> yeah. James Cook, yeah, Cam Akers, sure. seventh round. You know, it's you tough. you could do it. You can definitely do it. Dalvin Cook, eighth round. Your first two picks, just take uh, Kelsey in the first round and Mahomes in the second. Just Dude, you really could do it. You definitely for, could do uh, it. Running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, that's the only way you'd get them too. Actually, I mean, I guess maybe Mahomes in the third, but if if Kelsey fell late enough to like nine or ten, you might be able to yeah. get Mahomes in the early third. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's we won't talk about things if we don't have to. That's all we got on tight ends. That's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, this is top ten tight ends. We got the rankings, so make sure to check out. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers as well. This finishes up our rankings for the offseason. So, uh, yeah, we should get some mock drafts in soon. Probably do probably do that soon. Um, what do you want to start with, ESPN or Sleeper? What do you think? Um, let's do an ESPN one. Might, might as well. ESPN. That's where most of my, uh, my drafts are. Yeah. All right, cool. So we'll be back soon. We will have a ESPN mock draft. And uh, yeah, make sure to check out the other rankings. We'll be updating the Instagram as well. And we will be back soon. Thanks.